Earlier this month, we brought you The Outlook, presented by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho. We had four great in-depth conversations on some of the things that are happening in our economy. We wanted to bring you an excerpt of this conversation that Gretchen Parsons had with Tracy Casper. She's the president-elect of the National Association of Realtors. I'm sitting down here with Tracy Casper. She's the president-elect of the National Association of Realtors. Tracy, thank you so much for being with us today. Absolutely. My pleasure. Well, today we're going to talk about what's going on with home prices in the Boise area and kind of the general Ada County area. And so what I wanted to ask you, um, the most recent information that we've gotten from the Intermountain Multiple Listing Service, it shows that the median price for a home in Ada County in March was $483,450. Now, that's down quite a bit from April of 2022 when it, the median price was 595000 So what can you say about will the prices in, in the near future continue to drop a little? Are they leveling off? Um, wh- what can you say about that? Well, I think there may be two things in play that we can talk about. First of all, if you just take one singular month over another singular month, a lot of things could have happened. Um, If we look back in 2022, even 2021 and 20, we've had no inventory. Uh, So that lack of inventory had to be made up. And what was making up a lot of it last year was the new construction. So new construction compared to a residential resale home, for instance, depending on that size and location and different things can tend to be higher priced. So did we sell more new construction? My guess is yes. And that's what took that median price up higher. Uh, Now this year, are we getting a little more balanced? Not quite. Uh, We still are seeing a massive um, crunch in our inventory. We're still less than one and a half months, just kind of right at that, where pre-pandemic, we were at two and a half months. So we're starting to see prices come down a bit. We also saw prices when we were overbidding for those couple of years during the pandemic significantly. Uh, we watched us, you know, overbid anywhere from 20 to 30 percent. So coming down where we have is really a leveling. So I loved your word. I think you're exactly right. I think we're leveling back to what would be our new normal. Uh, we haven't had normal in a really long time, considering the fact that we went through a deep downturn in that seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, even 12. We've t- just finally started coming out of it. So if you think about 2012, 13, finally coming up, we've been in an increasing market ever since. Mm -hmm. So it was time for us to level out. That's what is, in our opinion, sustainable. So we're we're looking forward to it. For those who bought at that, what would be considered a peak, you're not that far from the peak. If you do an average year over year, there's been about a 10% uh, decrease in pricing overall, but um, you'll make that up over time. No question. And you mentioned inventory. What can you say about the overall supply of housing now um, in Ada County and then maybe in Canyon County as well? Yeah, both are experiencing the same thing. Again, that that shortage of inventory. So we are right now currently sitting at, I think, 1.49 months. So one and a half months of inventory. To put that into a little perspective, they say that a balanced market is six months where it doesn't lend itself more to a buyer's market or to a seller's market. Uh, But again, before the pandemic, we were averaging for probably three or four years, right at two and a half months of inventory. If we creeped up to three, we were excited because it's like, oh, good. There's more choices for those buyers and sellers were still being very competitive. No question. So one and a half months is tough. Okay, And um, so some people have mentioned or they think that maybe there's a supposed 
crash coming in the future. Um, what, what do you have to say about that? We don't believe that there is one. There's so many things that are different this time, and we'll say this time versus last time, meaning that, again, that's 2008, 9, 10 era. We had terrible lending practices in place at that time. Mm. That has significantly changed. So while you're seeing that the lending has increased in some of those fees, has decreased in some of those fees in some places, you still have to qualify. So the idea that we're on a slippery slope where we're starting to do that stated income again and those sorts of things, not nearly what we were doing before. There are some circumstances there are some professional loans that will take a doctor, for instance, and they will take that contract and kind of bet on them a bit, but mm-hmm. nothing like what we were doing before, where you could just walk in and say, this is how much I make. And there wasn't any verification. So that has changed significantly. The other thing, in my opinion, that's changed tremendously is everything Idaho did. If you look back at the last two decades of our government officials trying to attract business, bringing that industry in, bringing other industries that we hadn't had before. So you're seeing companies come from all over the country that are bringing their entire operation and their workforce into the Boise area because they've found us out. We're affordable. We don't have a lot of government red tape. Permits are easier to get than waiting eight years in some places or spending exorbitant fees in order to be able to build. So we are so business friendly, which is something that has been a target for a lot of our elected officials over all these years. And we are seeing that come to fruition. So when you see this influx of not just people, but business and industry, that changes the landscape of our entire valley, actually. So there's a balance there as well. And that's a lot of the reason why we're still seeing that inventory crunch, because we still have people moving in. And um, speaking of that inventory crunch, you mentioned how there was so much new construction to catch up. (laughs) Is there a particular type of house or property that's like desired? Are people specifically looking for new construction or that's just kind of maybe what's more of available? Can you speak to that? Two things. One, it is what's more available. We do see a lot of sellers not selling right now because they have that two and a half or three percent interest rate. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to give that up and go into a new house at the six or six and a half percent that they would be paying now. So that's one of the things that's kind of stymied a lot of our sellers of going onto the market quite yet. They're waiting for those interest rates to level back out, which we think they will. Uh, The other thing, as far as the new construction, here's my opinion. I do think that we have two of the largest demographics, which is our baby boomers and our millennials that are in the market right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the baby boomers finally kind of outpaced the millennials a bit on buying because I think they're looking for a different product type of, you know, being able to drop keys and play. But I believe that they both, those demographics are looking for a very similar home. They're looking for a smaller footprint, a smaller home, high amenities. They just want to be able to drop those keys and go play on the Mm -hmm. weekend. So we don't have enough of that. We have a lot of that, what we are so used to, which is the three bed, two bath, two car garage on, you know, a nicer sized lot. And we believe that there's a product type that we're missing. So we're hoping we're seeing Boise start to do this. Their city council is considering a new zoning ordinance where they Mm -hmm. can allow that smaller home. Uh, Tiny homes, I think, are going to be really popular. I think people are just looking to live a little bit differently in a little bit smaller footprint. And what about maybe a particular neighborhood? Is there or an area of, you know, the Boise area that people are really looking at buying or it's just kind of what's available? 
It's what's available, no question. Are there pockets that are more popular? Of course there are. It's those amenities that they're looking for where they can have that walkable um, neighborhood, where they can have those amenities and those services close to them, where they can have the entertainment, where they can be close to hospitals, where they can maybe be close to the airport because they don't work here. They live here and play here and then they travel and, and get to wherever the job is, depending on how often they have to do that. So we're just seeing so many different lifestyles that have found Boise to live in, no question. So it's all over and it's right now what's available. Okay. Um, and then also I was going to ask, uh, looking a little bit uh, down the road, maybe five, 10 years, um, how do you expect the, the, the Treasure Valley housing market to change over the next five, 10 years? And what factors would be driving that? A lot of, I think of what I just mentioned before, I do think we still will see a lot of companies come in, a lot of industry, a lot of manufacturing, a lot of distribution. I also think that our pricing on homes will level out where we will see those single digit increases, which by the way, are just more sustainable. And it's what we've been hoping for now for almost a decade. So if we see that five to 8% increase year over year, we think that that will be a very sustainable market. And that's what we're predicting over the next decade, literally. Okay. Um, and also I, I wanted to go back a bit. You mentioned, you mentioned the zoning code and how that would allow for maybe more of the type of homes that people desire right now. Um, how, how else do you see if you've been able, it's quite a lengthy packet, but, um, if you've, you know, looked through it, how else do you see that kind of affecting homes in the area? The homes that are existing in the area? Um, I guess homes that are existing and then would it change, I guess, more like homes that are able to be built as well? Yeah, no, we're looking for a higher density. We're looking for a different lifestyle. We're looking for more townhomes that are attached. We're looking for more condos that are in uh, a contained building. We're looking for smaller homes, patio homes. We're just looking for that smaller footprint. Mm -hmm. And yes, we need to build more. You know, over the entire United States, we are about five and a half million units behind because of that deep downturn so many years ago. Then we saw just as we are gaining momentum, um, a pandemic that stopped a supply chain. So that stymied a lot of our growth where we were finally thinking we would catch up with some of those units. Now we're just right back to where we were before the pandemic. So we have a lot of, of ground to make up in order to fill the populace that's out there. Our families have finally spread back out. People are not necessarily living with each other like they were before. So we have a, a shortage. There's no doubt. I think Boise is being very forward thinking. And I think they're also addressing what people are looking for in that lifestyle change. I think it's going to change a lot from what we're used to. And um, you just mentioned the pandemic and how it had an effect on, you know, there was uh, some labor shortages and that type of thing. And also um, people found Boise out when people were able to work from home and stuff, people discovered our area and they're like, oh, well, you know, this is a great place to live. Um, are there any other factors that you also think the pandemic kind of changed the landscape of um, home real estate in the area? Yeah, I think that through a pandemic, a lot of people took a double check on their life and said, how am I living and is this what I want? So when you look at Idaho and you can be in the mountains, as we all know, in 30 minutes, you can, you know, be hiking out your backyard in some places in the valley. You can be on the water. You can be fishing. 
you still have high net inter- or high speed internet and you can work and do the job. And employers were not looking for you to be in the office. So many big cities still have not come back to work. Our government in D.C. is not back in the office quite yet. So even employers there are competing with the the government because people are staying home and able to work. So the idea that they discovered Boise, the other thing I think is is a political landscape. They saw a commonality that they were looking for. I think the pandemic brought out some extremes on both sides and people were looking for like-minded people to be around. And so I think that's been a, a big draw for Idaho, for sure. Are you able to compare the Boise home real estate market with maybe other cities nearby, or is it unique in that maybe it it doesn't compare? Well, we'll always say we're unique. There's no doubt in that. One of the areas that we get compared to a lot is Salt Lake. Um, Mm -hmm. Idaho and Utah both were very first out of the gate after the pandemic to recuperate in job growth. Uh, we are still Idaho is number one and we have been number one. We we lost number one to Utah for a little while and then came right back. So the idea that our job growth since the pandemic has outpaced the entire country. But again, that's what brought a lot of people. That's what's created a lot of the frenzy of buying the homes and had those big 20 and 30 percent over bids that we saw on our real estate. So Boise right now is poised. We're probably in the top 10 of being one of the more expensive markets you know, just in comparison to everything else that's around us. One of the top ones, though, that's going to struggle a lot and probably lose more value just because of what they gained and where they're at now is San Francisco. Mm. So they're close enough that they impact us. Uh, but for the most part, we're still very affordable relatively. We still are that great place to live that people are still looking for. So it hasn't stopped people from coming here. Okay. And say um, someone in the Treasure Valley area If they're wanting to sell their home right now, what advice would you give? You know, price it right. When you are talking with your realtor and the realtor comes to you and says, here's where I think that you are in the market. The idea that we can push it, that those days are gone. Be honest. I will tell you that you can you can push it maybe a tiny bit. But if you push it too much and you overprice the property, the buyers will tell you that and you will sit. You won't get showings. You won't get offers, even though you think, oh, they can always make a lower offer. The buyers are doing that right now. They're being very prudent and they're looking at those homes that are priced right. And that's where they're migrating to. So buyers are more picky. Buyers have more choices than they had had when we only had a week of inventory. And those were tough times. Uh, sellers did really, really well, but buyers did not. So buyers are a little shopworn coming out of that. So they're very particular. They also are paying those higher interest rates. So they're making sure that every single dollar that they're spending is well spent. So they're not going to overbuy. So people shouldn't have the expectation that maybe what was going on a year ago for people who were selling their homes. I mean, there's like bidding wars and all that type of thing, but not really the case now. Not so much. It depends. Now, if you're in a a lower priced range and you're in a really high desirable neighborhood and someone way underprices the home, you'll see multiple offers. You're just not going to see 40 of them on every single house that comes on the market like we were. Okay. And um, same question, except if you're in the market to buy a home, what would you give uh, advice for that person? Be picky. Same thing. I would say that you have choices that you hadn't had before. I would say as you're working with your lender, ask really good questions. Your realtor will help you know what those questions are to ask just to make sure that you're in the very best program. There are so many programs out there that help with your down payment and closing costs. Ask and find out what those are because we know that you are paying that higher interest rate. 
So if you can use any of the money that you have, any of those assistance programs that are out there and they're amazing and be able to do an interest rate buy down, that gives you so much more buying power, even if you can bring it down 1% point. So ask really good questions and have, have those good partners. Make sure your realtor is asking those questions with you. Make sure your lender is asking those questions with you. And if they're not, then ask them and see why they're not. And if they're still not, you know what? Then that's okay. Shop us. Find other people that are willing to really work with you and help you find that right house, but also help you find that right program to finance. And uh, you kind of touched on this in your answers, but say someone, um, they're, they're in the Treasure Valley. They don't have to sell their home, but they're kind of, they'd like to move maybe an upgrade um, some in the same area though. But of course, if they sell their home, well, then they have to, to find another. For that person, would you recommend is now a good time to do it? Should they wait a little or is that hard to tell? You know, I think it's hard to tell. One thing that I do expect, we all expect, um, even after yesterday's news that the interest rates kind of percolating up a bit, we do expect the interest rate to level back out by the end of the year. So if interest rates can get back into anything at six or below, then we're going to start to see a lot of more activity just by virtue of that. That could be a thing that you could wait for. Uh, for sellers, I would say it's it's really so dependent on your personal situation. If you have an assumable loan, check and see. That may be something that you could easily let someone assume and then they can just cash out the difference. Mm-hmm. There's uh, lots of ways that we're doing that right now. Um, you could keep the home as an investment property if your loan that you have allows you to do that. Uh, some don't. So you have to just check and make sure that you can lease your property out. But residential real estate is always just such a good investment. Maybe you don't sell it. Maybe you rent it. We're having a shortage in rentals as well. So rent it out and keep it and go buy the new one. There's a lot of opportunities in, re- in, re- in real estate. And uh, Tracy, um, we have just a little bit more time. Anything I didn't ask that's um, important to know when it comes to, you know, home real estate in the Treasure Valley? Well, I think I've touched on it a little bit, but I'll just say it again. Whenever you can invest in real estate, that's how you gain wealth. And if you are from a family that's never owned property before, again, don't think that it's unachievable. It is absolutely achievable. We have the Idaho Housing Authority here in Idaho, which a lot of states don't have, by the way. So we're very lucky to have it. And they are the epitome of using those good government dollars to help young people and young families and even families who are starting over to be able to get back into home ownership. So it's one of those ways that, and it's one of the best ways to gain wealth. So to give you an idea, a typical renter's uh, net worth is around $8,000, which is up over the last few years from 5,000. So $8,000 where a homeowner is net worth is around $325,000. So the idea that you can gain wealth and that you can open opportunities for yourself when you you know buy that home and then later down the road, residential real estate, by the way, was never meant to buy and flip within a year and make 30%. So the idea that you have to hold it a little bit and you get those five to 8% increases year over year, you'd be surprised in seven or eight or nine years, you've got great equity. You sell that home and roll it into the next one. Or like I said, keep it and go buy the next one and start to build a portfolio. Good advice. Well, thank you, Tracy, for taking your time to answer these questions. I know uh, real estate is definitely a hot topic in the area. So thank you so much for your time and for joining us. You bet. Thank you very much.
there's no place quite like Idaho. That's why Regents Blue Shield of Idaho is constantly reimagining the healthcare experience, tailoring it to fit the needs of local families and businesses. Rooted here since 1946, we're shaping the future with cutting-edge digital solutions, Idaho-based customer service, and unparalleled access to top doctors. That's the region's difference you can count on. We get you because we are you.